This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. Up next, the importance of a Residential Tenancy Act and how it could help protect the rights of renters. Now, um, I think this is something that most of us are familiar with. Malaysia doesn't have umbrella legislation to protect the rights of either tenants or landlords. Instead, what we have is the tenancy agreement and that often favours or leans towards landlords uh, more often than not. And it is with that in mind that the Local Government Development Ministry uh, says that the Residential Tenancy Act is expected to be tabled next year. So this is going to be modelled after the Residential Tenancies Act 2010 of uh, New South Wales in Australia. Um, And um, it is hoped, uh, at least based on what we know of that that framework, that this could end up providing us a way uh, to safeguard the rights of not just tenants, but also landlords, right? Because, um, of course, there are concerns from landlords that if there are measures put in place that are much more favourable to tenants, where does that leave them? Um, Now, what we know so far is that there's been a uh, regulatory impact statement uh, to get feedback and some of the proposals that the government has includes a standard tenancy contract template, um, the notion of rent control, as well as uh, putting in place um, a security deposit. Um, So these are just some of the ways in which uh, they are looking to strengthen what Currently, I was going to say what currently exists, but actually the truth is what currently does not exist. So I guess today we want to hear from you, um, particularly if you are a tenant, but really on either side. um, What are some horror stories uh, that you've had when renting or when renting out your place? Um, Are you looking forward to the Residential Tenancy Act next year? Let us know. That number to call is 7733-2900. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Sim Wen Yi, who is an advocate and solicitor. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Building Fit Malaysians, BFM 89.9. It is seven, coming up to 7.12 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about the Residential Tenancy Act, which the Local Government Development Ministry says they hope to table next year. And this is expected to better protect uh, renters or, or tenants in these sorts of arrangements. We'd like to hear from you. Um, have you had any horror stories while renting a place or renting out a place uh, from the perspective of the landlord? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now to talk about this is Sim Wen Yi, who is an advocate and solicitor. Wen Yi, thanks for speaking with us. So um, as we've established, currently there really isn't legislation to protect the rights of owners and tenants. Uh, the only legal documents they rely on are tenancy agreements. So um, we're going to get to the proposed act in a bit. But first, why is it important to have tenancy agreements. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tenancy agreement basically lists out what are the terms and conditions agreed by the tenant as well as the landlord. So if without that, you don't know what's your rights Yeah, for both parties as well. So it's best for you to actually you know, put everything in record yeah, on writing 
to for easy purposes. Yeah. So how much weight do these tenancy agreements have within the legal system? Can they be used by either party in court to settle any legal disputes? Yeah, definitely you can because this is a legal binding contract. Yeah, we don't have a proper legislation at the moment. So normally if uh, the case uh, started to have disputes, we'll actually file it to the court and also uh, make it as a valid contract for both parties to be binding on each other. So um, one of the main criticisms uh, when it comes to tenancy agreements is that they often favour the landlords, they leave little room for negotiation by tenants. What are some of the concerns renters might have with these agreements? I believe when you sign up with uh, uh, for a tenancy agreement, both parties have the rights to actually uh, read through the entire uh, agreement first before signing. That's number one. So uh, when you mention that it's only siding or you know binding against on the landlord and not on the tenant, that will definitely be the tenant's fault as well for not uh, maybe to read through and to know what is his or her rights. Yeah. So uh, so normally for tenant and also landlord, both should actually uh, run through the clauses. If they don't know, they should actually refer to a, a lawyer to read it through with them to make sure that every, you know, uh, terms and conditions, it's uh, definitely covered inclusive of clauses. Yeah. What are the important clauses and all that? That said, homeowners do face the risk of tenants defaulting on payments or damaging property. What advice would you give to landlords who, uh, to safeguard their interests before signing a tenancy agreement? Right. For the landlord, uh, normally if for us to bind, um, for if we're acting for landlord, even the tenant, both uh, the parties have to fully understand their rights first. Example, if for landlord, most often they are worried about not uh, paying off a rental. Right. So what we should do is actually in the clause of the tenancy agreement, we should actually lay out uh, what are the terms and conditions for them to pay within what time. Maybe it was normally put by seven of the month. Yeah. And what if they don't pay? What are the next uh, cause of action that the landlord or even a tenant, they should look into, you know, negotiations or further discounts and etc. And also uh, most uh, next is on renovations. Sometimes we have a lot of complaints that tenant has made huge renovations towards the house without the consent of the landlord or even, you know, uh, they have damaged the properties. So these are the uh, landlord's uh, things, clauses that they should take note. And of course, on the security deposit, utility deposit, is it properly listed out? Yeah. And of course, most importantly, of the terms and uh, of the tenancy. And also on the increment, what if, you know, you want to continue the rental after the tenancy terms expire? So these are rules and also, of course, the clauses. Yeah, they should actually take note of that. So taking into account all these challenges, what do we know so far about the proposed Residential Tenancy Act and what it will cover? The proposed uh, Tenancy Act that uh, mentioned by our minister that say. Uh, you know, they will table next year. Honestly, for us, we are not on the uh, discussion on the matter. However, I believe that the clauses or even the sections in the uh, future act that's going to be tabled, definitely it's going to protect both parties' rights, inclusive of the landlord as well as the tenant. 
yeah, uh, what they can do, what they cannot do, or even let's say tenant defaulted, what are the rights of the landlord, or let's say the landlord, you know, halfway through the rental, he uh, sell off his property, what are the rights of the tenant? I believe uh, definitely the Act will be talking about all these rights, yeah. So we know that the Act is modelled on the Residential Tenancies Act 2010 of New South Wales. What are some of the main thrusts of this that you'd like to see carried over to us? Uh, most importantly for us, uh, the highest complaint here in Malaysia, most often it's always um, either tenant is not uh, paying on the rent on time, yeah, and or, or the tenant has actually vacated out without the uh, consent of the landlord, but however, his belonging is still in the state premises, uh, or a tenant just refused to move out from the property, yeah, despite uh, reminders and everything, because the dilemma with landlord is to actually get a proper court order, only he is allowed to evict, right, under the Specific Relief Act. And uh, on the other hand, you know, this uh, landlord, what they face is nor uh, on the tenant, yeah, on the tenant, they often face maybe issues like we mentioned earlier, you know, they have to actually move out uh, upon the landlord, you know, suddenly selling off without informing them. They have not had sufficient time to move in. So these are the clauses, I believe, in Australia's uh, act previously, they have also put it out. And also um, one more, uh, especially important for tenant is maybe on damages on the property, like leaking issues, where most often happen to condominiums and high-rise. So these are also issues where tenants, is it they should actually fix the issues or they have to consult the landlord. But what if the landlord refuses? Yeah, what's the cause of damage and everything? So these are all important clauses. I hope in future Malaysia, we will actually, uh, you know, uh, incorporate inside the Malaysian Tenancy Act. Yeah. How might the act change the relationship uh, between a landlord and tenant? I believe uh, it would make a tremendous changes. There's so many years already that uh, it's not something new for us uh, in the market to actually rent out the property and vice versa. People nowadays, they may opt for renting rather than uh, owning a property. But uh, however, Malaysia, we don't have a property uh, uh, rental act that's governed for up to date. And even up to next year, it's only mentioned to be tabled, right? And not approved. So uh, for both parties, definitely it's a win-win situations, yeah, based on all the previous scenarios we mentioned earlier. Example for evictions of a tenant, it's not an easy process for the landlord. Uh, many things has to be uh, considered. Example, the cost for legal fees, um, how much, uh, how, how many notices he has to serve or on the tenant side, what are the damages that he can actually claim you know, if a landlord, like we mentioned, refused to cooperate or just within the term, he just increases the rental, etc. So all this uh, with an act, definitely it will help for both parties. Less dispute, less filing to the court. And I believe court will definitely have a great ease yeah, for, for us here to reduce it to be disputed in future. And specifically, how will this new legislation help when it comes to resolving disputes between homeowners and their tenants? With an act in force, I believe uh, most of the landlord as well as tenant, they'll be more aware of what they can do and not to do. 
That's number one. And let's say in the event there is an absence of any written tenancy agreements with the act in place, um, at least you know there is a place for landlord or even the tenant to be referred to uh, the existing law, uh, which is the the tape, uh, tenancy act that we're going to mention, you know, in future, where even without a proper document, uh, you know, uh, in place, their rights are still uh, enshrined inside the acta, yeah, the act. So this is very very important uh, because without any written law, uh, anything can be everything, right? <laughs> So these are things for us, uh, you know, normally we would advise definitely it's good if there is a written law telling you what, what is the do's and don'ts. On a related note, one of the uh, frequent issues raised by tenants is landlords practicing racial stereotyping. Will there be room in the Residential Tenancy Act to resolve or at least address such issues and promote better practices among landlords? The issues of uh, racial uh, discrimination or, or anything issues related to uh, racial, uh, I believe it's all um, actually provided under the federal constitutions that everybody are equal, uh, you know, in the law, in the eyes of the law. However, if you mention, if, do we need to actually state it in our Tenancy Act? Um, yes and no, yeah, because we already have our federal constitution stated very, very clearly yeah. However, uh, this has uh, been one of the viral topic most of often, right? However, we what we could say is um, Malaysians have to be well educated, yeah, and uh, not to be discriminative. And um, issues of racism, I believe, uh, has been uh, most often talked about. But however, what are the things that we can do? It's all about education. Uh, awareness um, that we have to actually educate Malaysians on not to discriminate any certain uh, race when we talk about even a simple issue such as this, which is just renting a property. Yeah, it should not be an issue. Uh, it's a shame for us Malaysians, honestly, to talk about this. Yeah, so for me, it's not on the Tenancy, uh, Tenancy Act that rather uh, federal constitutions has actually provided that everyone is equal, you know. Um, in the eyes of the law. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? For us, advice to all Malaysians here who are uh, listening, um, for, for any events that uh, even the act are in place in future, I think for all parties, if you are coming to a contextual relationship, make sure everything is written down in a tenancy agreement. It doesn't cost much. Uh, most often we see in the market now that property agents are the one who's asking clients such as the tenant or even the landlord to sign a tenancy agreement, which is to us, it's come to our surprise because uh, property agents, they are not legal person. So um, they wouldn't know what are the clauses to protect either parties. Basically, they're just copy and pasting. Uh, we would always advise clients at least, you know, consult a lawyer what you can do and not to do in what type of properties that you're renting, such as industrial, residential, or even the Soho. Yeah, um, previously also on the rent, uh, you know, strata issues on the hanging of the clothes. So these are all things um, all our tenants as well as landlord have to be really taken note and not to just you know, not to pay a little bit money to a legal uh, advisors, rather you just sign up with a property agents. 
So it's a high risk. Yeah, it's a high risk for, for all, all of you. So these are advice. Uh, get it properly done. At least in the end of the day, if anything happens, that contract will be binding on both parties. Wenyi, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Sim Wenyi, advocate and solicitor, talking about the relationship really between um, tenants and landlords and how the Residential Tenancy Act, which is supposed to be tabled next year, could affect that. Uh, you have been listening to the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.